Come on, are there any people expectant for what God might do in their life? Is there anybody in the room that believes that there is still time this year for God to fulfill the promises he said he's going to fulfill? Is there anybody in this room that has one ounce of faith that's willing to give God some praise? I don't care what your energy level is. I care where your faith level is. That you believe that he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords and more powerful than any drugs, than any high, than any place you can go, than any sporting event. That Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Come on. If I'm going to wait on somebody, I know he's coming through. I know he's not going to let me down. He's an on-time God. He hasn't failed me yet. Come on. Let it be a promise. Let it be a promise. Let it be a word you stand on. You can take it to the bank. It's the grand opening of this facility here. There was a grand opening in the 1980s of this building when they built it. There was a grand opening. But this is the grand opening of this building. Thus declares the Lord. On every single one of your rally towels that we have, how many, how many watched a sports game this, this week? I had to drive through the traffic of the Arkansas OU game. What was it? Arkansas is who it was? A&M. They're maroon. It was just a sea of maroon shirts. Everyone. I, had to, I didn't even go to the game. I had to drive through it, and they were excited. They were standing outside. They didn't even go. Some of them didn't even go in the game, and they were excited. So I figured, I figured if it's the grand opening, then why not remind everyone that it's the opening of heaven also? Why just celebrate a thing I couldn't care, I couldn't care the slightest bit about a building or a place or a set of physical open doors. When I got my eyes set on the open doors of heaven, that he said, will I not open the doors of heaven and let my blessing pour out on you? Will I not open the storehouse and the treasury and give you favor and influence on your life? Does it not say in the word of God that surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life? So why are we walking around depressed and enslaved to everything here and there when goodness and mercy are supposed to follow us all the days of our life? Turn to your neighbor and say, heaven is open. Not just on Sundays, not just when you're at church. You're not at church, you are the church. You didn't come to service, your life is a service unto the Lord. Praise God. I'm excited you're here. You excited to be here? How good is God? 
God is so good to you personally that he put breath in your lungs and brought you here today that you might be encouraged by the faith and expectation of people that you do and don't know. He's so good that not only did he provide for your lunch already, that you have a free barbecue lunch to have afterwards and you don't have to worry about what you're waiting in any lines or worry about what you're gonna eat. That's how good he is. That all, that in addition to all that, there's baptisms happening today to encourage your faith. And I want to remind you today that because the heavens are open, God will perform on his word. God will do signs, wonders, and miracles. God will show off and do the impossible. That's one of the values we have here at Authentic. Did you know that? If you have not been through growth track, it's next week you can go. How many went through growth track already the last few weeks? Come on. It's a way you can find out next steps about your faith and about being in a church body. One of our values that we're sharing growth track is we believe in the impossible. That's the, kind of, that's the kind of faith that our God calls us to. He says, and with me, not with me, with me, nothing is impossible. We've been having awesome miracles. Hey, Arthur, come here, man. Arthur shared this morning in our prayer time already. I know he's standing next to me. It makes me look so tiny. <laughs> but my faith is as big as his faith. Trust me. Arthur shared this morning a testimony that some of us in the room prayed for here. He, he asked, we had, I said, who, who wants to believe? Who has, who's believing for a miracle? Who wants to believe for the impossible? And him and his wife raised their hands, and their miracle is that him and his daughter would be reunited. For over a decade, Arthur had not seen his daughter. And how many know that God, the God of gods and the Lord of lords, loves family. He loves family. He loves his children. And so we stood in this room. I took their hands, and I believed with you, and many of us did in this room, for the impossible, that you would be reunited with your daughter. And I even said to some of you, I said, hey, if you're going to pray over the next seven days, let's raise your hand. And I asked for volunteers in the room to take it very seriously and to raise their hands and to pray over the next seven days that it would happen. Remember that? You remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and Arthur and his wife texted me this picture this weekend. Of him and his baby girl reunited because of faith in Jesus Christ and what God will do. Don't tell me he's not a miracle worker. Don't tell me he doesn't love you. Don't tell me he won't do what's good. Don't tell me he won't take what the devil stole and bring it back tenfold. Don't tell me he will not perform on his word. He will. This is one of multiple families this year in this church body that has been reunited. We're halfway, we're, we're just a little over halfway through the year. Put your faith on it and watch what God will do.
hang on just a second. I got these uh, miracle handkerchiefs. It says in the word of God. I told one of my friends, I said, you know, I'm gonna let you sit down in just one second. Okay, hold on. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. I'm gonna be standing for the next, you know, three, four hours during this message so you can stand for a couple more minutes. The barbecue gets here at 4.30, right? So we got plenty of time. We'll be here as long as he wants us to be here. Is that okay with you? I'll surrender what I have under what he has, all right? We have, these, we have these handkerchiefs. They're pieces of handkerchiefs, and they say miracles happen on them. We've been passing them out as often as we can and telling people to give them to their friends because in the Word of God, there's a passage where the Holy Spirit was moving so powerfully in the book of Acts that Paul, not Jesus, Paul was touching handkerchiefs, and they were being sent to different regions, and those whom they were being sent to were receiving miracles because they were being sent there. They were taking them by faith and they were transferring them to one, from one hand to another hand and believing that healing and the miraculous would take place. <laughs> Father, I declare that right now over your daughter. I thank you, Lord, for what has plagued her for a long time has no place and shall go in Jesus' name. I thank you for bringing freedom to her body. I thank you for restoring her joints, her muscles, her bones. I thank you for taking away pain right now in Jesus' name, both in the emotional and in the physical. It be gone in Jesus' name. Tonight, show a difference. Today, show a difference. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I told one of my friends, I said, yeah, man, we're passing out these handkerchiefs and God's doing miracles with them. People have taken these handkerchiefs and they've, they've put them in, in mailboxes to believe by faith that they would get a house and they've gotten the house and they put it in the mailbox of. They've taken them and they've put them in the mailboxes and on the property of, was it an insurance company or a lawyer? A lawyer. Put it, y'all knew. <laughs> put it on the property of a, of a lawyer's office and checks that have been waiting from the insurance company they've been fighting over have come back faster and larger than they should have been. We've taken these handkerchiefs and we put them under mattresses and couples that have wanted to get pregnant and haven't got pregnant for months and years have gotten pregnant. This is not about money. We're not selling the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's free for all who want it. We're not selling the work of God. It's free for everyone who has faith who will reach out and take it. We were here in this room last week and we prayed with Tish. Hey man, how's it going? I'm Mac. Good to meet you. I like the look, man. It's, it's good. I'm going to need to borrow all of it. The glasses and everything. I don't care if I can't see. I'll just walk around in them. We were here and we, we prayed with Tish. And with Javi, her daughter. And I, I felt strong to pray over her because up till last Sunday she had lupus and has had lupus for a long time. And if you don't know anything about lupus, it could come and it can go, like just kind of throughout. You have it, but just the side effects. And so I asked specifically what are her side effects that she's having and she told me she's having lots of joint pain and skin irritations and the pretty common things that you have with lupus. And I had already talked to her husband, Ryan, 
a few weeks back when he came to the men's event for the first time. Also, we have a men's event coming up on October 21st. Men, get in there. Here's why. Because the men of God need to rise up and be ready to lead a charge that God wants to give. Passivity is done. We lead our households. We lead our schools. We lead our cities. We're men. This is what God called us to do. So make sure you're there. And I prayed with you, Tish. And wouldn't you know that that's, she said this this morning, she told me, that second, the irritation stopped. One of the rashes that she has had for a long time, that day started to disappear, and it has not disappeared. All of her, jo- all of her joint pain that she has all the time, gone. Am I a liar? No, that's a fact. That's a fact. You can't, you can't make this stuff up. Turn to your neighbor as you're having your seat and say, heaven is open. So needless to say, I have miracle happen handkerchiefs and I want to give you one before you go. I believe they work because I believe that the Lord, the Lord works. That's why they work. That's why they work. Praise God. Praise God. I want to take you to a passage of Scripture that I am putting as the foundation of today and the foundation of this collection. Over the next several weeks, we're going to be looking at just around this passage, Deuteronomy chapter 28, if the Lord wills, we'll be on it and spending some time with it. And in Deuteronomy chapter 28, it's in the Old Testament, it's in one of the the first few books of the Old Testament, if you want to open it up there in your Bible, it'll be on the screen, you can also use your pocket computer, you can bust it out, maybe you have an app, you can Google it, you can use your Chrome, whatever you got to use, you know, what else is there on there, Safari, just find it, okay? Just find it so you can read the word of God. Um, I was talking with a, a family this morning, and they said last night they stayed up past their bedtime. Anyone stayed up past their bedtime before? That's a bad mistake. That's a, that's a bad mistake. When I went from 20s to 30s, my bedtime just shifted like overnight. It was like midnight, 1 or 2. It was like that was appropriate. And all of a sudden, it was like 8.30 p.m. I'm like, man, I'm getting, it's getting late out here, guys. We were driving home last night. It was 8.25. And my wife says out loud, what are all these cars doing on the road? I said, baby, it's not even 8.30. These people are coming to eat dinner. It's us that are going home. We're the ones that are weird. 8.24, 8.25. What are, the, what are these cars? So crowded out here. What are they all doing? They should be home. It's dark. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 12, reads, and it says this, The Lord will open the heavens. The Lord will open the heavens. That's the name of the collection. That's where we'll be today. And man, you know, just when I think about that, we may or may not have a, Merch drop next week. 
and if you, if you don't have any authentic merch, you're missing out. You, you do now because there's a towel, a hand towel right around you. And you can have it and you can wash your face with it. Just don't wash off your makeup because then it will be a brown towel. You can, you can take that. But we have some of the most creative people at Authentic that make the coolest stuff. And you know why? Because our God is so creative. He's so cool. He, 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 is, he is so in, imaginative and inventive that he made these things that grow from the ground and they're made of wood. And you're sitting on something because these things made of wood called trees grow. And they have leaves that dangle on the end of them. And then just for his own pleasure, at different times during the year, leaves fall off and regrow. And when they fall off, they don't just fall off. They look beautiful. How, cre- how creative is that? We, we base so much off of just his, his creativity and who he is. And he decides, that creative God, to open up the heavens and let his imagination begin to flow out into your lives. So that's why I get excited about the creative people that we have at Authentic, I believe all of us are creative in different ways because we get to make something to wear or to show or to put out that shows an expression of our faith. When I wear, I, I have a, uh, one of the Authentic shirts that we made, it says Authentic on, on the back, it says demons got to go, which is true, they do got to go. When I wear that, people respond to it. When you wear your shirt, it says Jesus saves on the back, people respond, yes he does. Because it's, it's drawing them to a response. And when people find out what God is doing in your life and in your friends' lives and the fact that one friend came to Authentic and invited another friend and that friend gets healed of lupus and that friend encourages another friend to say, you know what, you too can get healed and we're going to share her testimony soon. I'm believing it. And it's going to go on and on. But how many, just, I mean, it's great heaven is open. How many are so disappointed when things are closed that you want to be open? You ever wanted to go anywhere and it was closed? Yeah, you have, and I have too. This is, this has happened. And the worst is when you're there in person. You go to grab that door handle. You read the sign, it says closed at 7. You look at your watch, it's 6.45. You, you tug on it, and it's closed early. You look inside, there's people milling around, and you're thinking, hey, let me in. And they're like, no, we don't want you. You can't come in. We're closed. This happened to me the other day. I was with Pastor Abdiel, who, who leads him and his wife, lead our Arkansas location, which they're meeting right now in Spanish and English, praise God. And they're doing that over at the Arkansas location. And I was, I was with him, and we went out to this worship night, and we were ministering to people and doing stuff and praying for people. People were getting healed. It was pretty awesome. And that's a whole other story I'll tell you another time. And afterwards, man, we got in the car, and it was late. We had worked really hard, and I had prayed for so many people, I was, I was exhausted. And I was like, man, we got to go eat. we got to go eat. And he's like, yeah, man. I said, what do you want? He was like, what he always says, anything, okay? He doesn't mean it, but he says it. But if he says it, he's got to mean it. I don't let him take it back. And I said, man, I could really go for some tacos. So there's this place that was open till 9. See, I told you it was really late. <laughs> it was open till 9 or 10 or whatever time it was. And I could, they were going to close in like 10 minutes. And we were 10 minutes away. And I was going to call and tell him, hey, we're 10 minutes away. Don't close. We're going to be there. And we'll eat fast. So I call them up. They answer the phone. And I said, hey, we're 10 minutes away. You guys close in like 10 or 15 minutes. Just stay open. He goes, oh, no, we're already closed. 
I said, you can't be already closed because your website says you close at this time and it's not this time yet. He goes, oh yeah, we closed early. It was a slow night. And I was like, oh man, okay. So it was, it was a Spanish restaurant, you know, I've been there many times, tacos and all that. And so I'm like, all right, you sure? I kind of like per- tried to persuade him, but he didn't, he didn't buy it. So I hung up the phone. I said, Abiel, you call him, talk to him in Spanish, and you tell him, see if it works. So he calls him in Spanish, says the same thing. Doesn't work. The guy's closed. No good. I'm thinking, this is what I'm thinking. Man, why aren't they open? Don't they know that I want some tacos? So then we go to this pizza place. We walk up. I walk in. They close at 9 o'clock. It's 8.55. I walk in, and I'm like, man, we're so glad we got here before you guys closed. He goes, oh, no, the kitchen's already closed. I looked at him, and I said, that's impossible. Because you close at 9, it's 8.55. I got here early, so I would make sure I was here. He's like, oh, sorry, they already shut it all down. And I'm like, I mean, there's people everywhere. They're all eating. And I'm like, oh, man. I was getting, I was feeling bad because I was feeling bad for them. Because I didn't want the Lord to hurt them too bad for not treating me well. <laughs> so I was, I was being really nice, but in my head I was thinking, you should really feed me. I don't think you understand what you're doing. This is very dangerous of you to do this. I'm hungry. And also, the Lord fights all of my battles. He's really strong. I don't want to drive by here tomorrow night and see y'all closed up, okay? Failed your health inspection. That won't be on me. That will be on you guys, okay? I didn't tell them that. I just prayed, Lord, take it easy on them. They don't know. So then I went to this burger shop down the road. I'm like walking everywhere, man. I'm like, we got to got to be into this. Finally, this burger shop, he was like, hey, man, he started to say it. We're closed. And I looked at him, and I just, I thought, don't you say it. And he's like, but you'll be the last one. And I was like, all right, great. So he gave us our food right there. Praise God. He said, but you can't eat it here. You have to take it to go. I was like, oh, whatever, man. I can eat anywhere. That's the thing about me. I'm a very capable person. I can do it. So I went and sat outside at the restaurant that told me that they were closed. They had an outside area. I went and sat my burger over there, and I ate there. It's frustrating to bank on something being open and find out that it's closed. I want to tell you this. You will not have that frustration when it comes to God. You will not have that frustration when it comes to heaven. I don't know what churches treated you well or what people didn't treat you right or how you got church hurt from some place or something or you went somewhere or you were, you were really needing some prayer and they wouldn't pray. I cannot tell you and justify all the things that man or woman did to you. But here's what I can tell you, that when you put your hope in God and not in people, that he will be open, that he will be faithful that he will do what is right, that he will perform on his word. And when he says he's open, he'll be open. And he says in the word of God, the Lord will open the heavens. I'm going to be telling some different secrets about heaven. This one's a very simple secret, but you might have forgot it. It's the title of the message. It's the secret of the day. And the secret is it's open. It's open. It's open. Back to the text. The Lord will open the heavens. The storehouse of his bounty. This is the measure of what you and I have. You know that? This is the measure of what you and I have. We have our measurement of what we have and how rich we are is the storehouse of the Lord's bounty. It's not just what's in his hand. It's what's in his whole storehouse. You know, when we started Authentic, we had about 30 people in our house. And we were meeting, and I'll just tell you outright, we had nothing really. We had faith, and God was working, 
And I remember from our very first meeting we had in my house, someone decided to follow Jesus and get baptized. And I was like, that's cool, man, but I thought you guys were already Christians. (laughs) (laughs) But praise God for it, you know, that's good. And we didn't have a speaker system or anything. And I remember calling around at these other churches that I thought had a lot of stuff, and I would be like, hey, man, like, can you have some stuff we could borrow? And, you know, someone let us borrow, some wouldn't. I remember there was this one church in Arlington that was like, yeah, man, basically, we don't got anything good that we can give you. They didn't say it this bluntly, but they were like, but we got this junk room you can come walk through, and you can, like, there's, we, don't, you, we haven't been in there in years. You just come walk through it, man. If there's anything you want, you can have it. I was like, all right, man, like, bet. Like, I'll come get it. So I show up, and I go to this, like, upper attic room of this church building that's massive church, and I go walk through, and I was like, a kid in a candy shop because we didn't have any, anything and here's like speakers and like sound equipment and microphones and music stands and mic stands that, that they had that they didn't want that they said if I could take it, I could have it. And I remember thinking, this isn't even their storage. This is their junk. I'm walking through and I'm processing this and I'm like, I, I, I was already there and I was invested in it so I took it all and I thought, no, I'm not using any of this. Like, my God has a storehouse of great stuff. Why don't I just bank on him and call upon that? And I remember saying, God, you're going to bless us with so much stuff and so much goodness that I'm not going to ask anyone to come to our junk room and look at crap that we don't want. I'm going to say, here's a room of great stuff. Other people that want to start ministries, why don't you come and take something great, borrow it, don't pay anything, have it. It doesn't matter. Just just go. And I remember we got into this building and we filled this room behind the drum cage with with our media tech stuff. And we hadn't even had our grand opening yet. It was Easter weekend, and a church called me, and it was their first Easter as a church. They had started less than a year ago, and they were like, we can't meet where we usually meet. We're going to have to pay $5,000 to rent a sound equipment, which was actually a pretty good deal. $5,000 to rent sound equipment and get it. And he was telling me about it. He wasn't asking for anything. And I said, call and cancel the order. Come to to our church building and have whatever you want to have. Just take, I'll, I'll set the whole thing up. And so Aaron and I went to the back room. That's Aaron right there. And he started pulling all the stuff. I said, dude, pull great stuff. We gotta have, make sure they have great sound. He started pulling all the stuff. And I was standing there. And I was standing on the promise, remembering when God said, one day, you'll have a room full of stuff. And you'll lend it to people. You'll let them borrow it. You'll give it. And here's what I'm saying to you. Your richness is his storehouse. Act like it. Give your stuff away. Give your good stuff away. Bless people. Sow your money into their life. Be generous. Give, 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 and do it again. Then it says in the word, you know, storehouse bounty. He will send rain on your land. You saw how much we need that when the time comes, right? He will send rain on your land in season, and he will bless all the works of your hand. I can't make it rain but I can prepare my land. I can't make the heavens open. Good news is he already said they are open. But I can prepare my life for what's coming out of the heavens into my life. I can't break free from sickness myself, but I can prepare my faith for miracles to happen. It says in the text right there, it says, and he will bless all the work of your hand. And I wonder if, not for everybody, I'm not putting a blanket statement on all of you, but I want to challenge some of you that maybe the reason that your hand isn't blessed is because it's not at work. 
He says he will bless all the work of your hand. That means when my hand goes to work for the glory of God, blessing happens on it. That means when I work, God gives provision that I need. That means when I work, he gives the right opportunities that I need. That means when I put my hand to work, he begins to show himself as Jehovah that he is the provider. I can't, I can't make it rain, but I can get ready. And if the heavens are going to be open, I want to make sure I'm ready for it. I was in my neighborhood walking my son around. He just wants to walk around the neighborhood, just like checking things out. I'm for it because everywhere our foot treads we own. So I'm like, yeah, walk over all their stuff. It's no problem. But he does weird, he does like, you know, like little kid weird stuff in the sense of like, he's like walking through someone's yard and I'm kind of like, oh, like we're having fun. He's like looking for sticks and stuff. And I'm like, we're in someone's yard, buddy. He doesn't care. So we're walking around the street and we're just like hanging around, you know, like, our hood, so to speak, holding it down, keeping an eye on stuff, you know, doing what you got to do. People walking by, I'm kind of like, hey, what's going on, man? It's our street. You good? Yeah, we know you. Okay. So this guy starts, this guy's been walking in our neighborhood, older guy, I don't really know who he is, and I, I've seen him a lot lately, but I haven't really seen, I've lived there for over six years. I haven't seen him ever until recently. And he's walking around and, you know, has his, like a little, has an actual like CD player on and stuff. I'm like, okay, that's cool, man. Like, vintage, do your thing, or whatever, you know, um, and he's, he's, he seems harmless, and so it was good timing that I had seen him where he was walking, and I was there too, and I've been noticing he's walking around with a cup, an actual glass from his kitchen, okay, not like a water bottle or anything like that, actual glass, and I've seen him a couple times walking around, I mean, it's hot, you know, and he's, he's, he's drinking water out of it, it's not that strange, but it's like, okay, I got a couple water bottles, I loan you one or whatever, um, Maybe we should just take up an offering just for a couple water bottles, and I'll just send them over to his house. No problem. <laughs> keep them insulated. Keep them cool. Anyways, he was walking around, and I saw him, and I was like, this right here to him. And I was like, hey, how's it going? By the way, I'm Mac. How's it going? Yeah. What's your name? A.B.? Great to meet A.B. And I was like, hey, how's it going, man? And I said hi to him, and his cup was empty. And I said, I noticed your cup is empty. This is my house right here. Do you want me to take it? I'll fill it up real quick. It's hot outside. And he looked at me. Like, I was an insane person. <laughs> and he said, what? And I said, I'll just take your cup. I'll just run inside real quick. I have filtered water. I'll put water in it. I'll bring it back out. And then you have water for the rest of your walk. And he was so weirded out. I thought this, I was being nice. Like, yeah, I'm like, we're, this, is, this is my door. We're outside of my house. I'll just, he looked at me like I was the crazy one. I'm like, Actually, you're walking around with an empty glass cup, and I offered to fill it up, sir. He didn't want it. I guess he thought maybe I was going to do something weird. I don't know. Maybe he thought that was strange or whatever. I was just trying to be a good neighbor, and now I'm apparently super creepy instead. <laughs> now instead of walking by my house, he doesn't know. I'm just kidding. He, he still walks by my house. Next time, I'll be there with the pitcher, just ready to go. He didn't, he didn't want me to fill up his cup. You'd be surprised how many people I ask, do you want prayer? And they say, no thanks. You'd be surprised. I was at Chili's last week. I asked a young man, do you want prayer? He said, I don't really need any prayer. I'm good. And I, 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 I wanted to say, hey, bro, cancel my order. I want your life. Like, where are we going next? 
You know, what's up? Because if you're that good, you don't want any prayer. I want what you're having. People will turn it down the same way he turned down filling up the cup. They'll turn down prayer. They'll turn down walking by the Spirit. They'll turn down joy. They'll turn down faith. But what I'm saying is that the heavens is open, and you better grab your cup and get ready to receive what God has for you. And don't say, no thanks, I'm good. Get your cup and get ready. And I mean spiritually speaking. We were in here. I don't really have points, but if I had a point for today, one of them is get your cup. They'll put it up there. Get your cup. We were in here the other day, and we were, we were singing the song during our, our prayer all the way till midnight. We were in here, and we were singing the song, like, I don't know, like, let it rain, or like, fill the cup, or like, something. And I took my imaginary cup. I didn't have a cup. And I just started holding it up, like, by faith, just believing that God's going to fill me up. Because you know the difference when you walk through a day empty and when you walk through a day full. I don't need to dabble in your theology about the Holy Spirit and he's on you and you don't need to be filled again and like all that and the songs and everything. I'm like, oh, get over it, man. Just get in the word of God. You'll be fine. Okay, whatever. Who cares? But here's the reality. You know some days you walk around empty and some days you walk around full. And you know the difference in you when you walk around empty and when you walk around full. So what I'm saying, if God says in his word that the heavens are open and he's going to send rain on your land and every good work your hand does, he's going to bless and that he's not going to bless you out of what's almost good, but his storehouses and his goodness, he's going to pour out. All I'm saying is get your cup and hold it out and get ready for what God wants to do. Hallelujah. Praise him. We ought to take communion right now. Why walk around on E when God can fill you up? Why walk around with second best when you can have God's best for your life? Anyways, back to the word. He says, heaven is open and all that. He will bless the work of your hands. We put our hands to work. You will lend to many nations and you will not borrow from none. You will be the lender and not the borrower. Heaven is open. You know, when you believe heaven is open, it's easier to talk about the future than when you believe it's closed. When you believe that God is doing miracles and you sit in the room and you see that some guy wrote a letter, that's some guy's me, wrote a letter to some people that he didn't know and he asked them would they give away their church building to another church that they'd never heard of before and he just wrote a letter and just gave it over to them and within just a few weeks they were like, yeah, let's do it. This is what God's doing. When you sit in a room and you heal, you, you hear that someone's healed from lupus and you, you hear that people who couldn't get pregnant for years are getting pregnant and you hear that God is breaking forth and you hear testimonies happening. For, when you hear that, you begin to think maybe heaven is open and maybe God will do something. And when you can get to that place, you can speak a better life over your future than the curses you've been throwing around thus far. Because it's hard to say, I mean, let's just get behind it, that you will never have to borrow from anyone, but instead you'll lend to people. That's how much you'll have. You won't go to the bank, hey, I need money to buy a house. Other people will come to you and say, I need money to buy a house. That's what the word of God says. We were sharing the testimony. Um, Ricky was sharing it of Tish, Monday night prayer. If you're missing Monday night prayer, you're missing out. It's getting, getting powerful in there more and more. I remember when we started praying, there's a couple people coming. Now there's more than a couple people coming, and the Spirit of God is moving. <clears throat> Tomorrow night, 
Arkansas location, 7 o'clock, come pray. Watch God shift some things around in your city and in your life. And if you don't know how to pray, come and you can learn how to pray. But anyways, we were there, and Ricky, she was sharing the testimony because Ryan was there, and Tish wasn't there, and she was sharing it about her. And she was saying, like, Tish came home, and she's like, man, my joints are healed. My skin rash is going away. And she was, like, paraphrasing her, and she said, I don't want to speak too soon. And I shouted out, just like, I just couldn't hold it in. I just said, speak too soon. Listen, if you're going to speak too soon about something, let it be about the goodness of God and what he's going to do in your future. If you're going to speak too soon about something, if you're going to speak too soon about something, let it be about what God said he's going to do. Start declaring over your life, I'm speaking too soon. I know I may borrow right now, but soon I'm going to lend. I know I may not have a great house now, but soon I'm giving away a house for free. I know I may not now, but soon. Start speaking too soon. That's my second point. I ain't got no points, but that's my second point. Start speaking too soon over your life. Start talking about what's going to happen. Start believing big dreams. Start speaking your big dreams. My family's coming to Jesus. My whole family's getting filled with God. My family's getting set free. I'm breaking generational curses. My kids won't be sick. We're not going to be broke anymore. We're not going to live paycheck to paycheck. I'm standing on the word. Speak too soon. I'll tell you like this. When I said earlier we're having a barbecue lunch, not many of you thought, I'm not sure about this guy. Don't know. I'll believe the barbecue when I see the barbecue. (laughs) When I start to smell it, that's when I'll believe it. No. I just said, we're having a barbecue lunch, and you thought in your spirit, just a minute, you're like, yeah, if he said we are, then we probably are. But when I say, when I say that DFW will never be the same, when I say that a move of God is sweeping through our churches and our city and our schools and our household, when I say that anybody who wants to get healed is getting healed, when I say that the Holy Spirit is coming on people and it's gonna change their lives, when I say that if, if your family's sick, then tell them to get up and be healed, when I say stuff like that, the room got quieter than when I said barbecue lunch, I'll just tell you that. I'm speaking and I'm believing too soon that miracles, signs, wonders, and life change will be more common in this house than barbecue lunch. I'm I'm speaking too soon that the works and the will of God will be more common in your house than barbecue lunch, than KFC, than McDonald's, than Chick-fil-A. I had to put Chick-fil-A in there. That it'll be more likely that somebody comes here and gets changed by God than they come here and get barbecue. You can't say that about a lot of places. I'm speaking too soon. And I'm wondering if you will stand with me in the spirit and begin to speak too soon too. Begin to speak too soon over your family. Begin to speak too soon over your faith. Begin to speak too soon that your life is getting changed. Begin to speak too soon about the glory of God. And when he says the heavens are open, opening up your arms and speaking too soon, that's right, Ryan, and receiving it in your cup and saying, 
Fill me up with all you have, God. I receive your storehouse. I receive your goodness. I'm speaking too soon. I'm believing my life will change. I'm believing it'll turn around. And I don't have to see it to believe it. I can believe it with my faith. We just stand up on your feet as we close out. The smell of his, the smell of the presence of God will be more common and smell better to you than any barbecue lunch. And some of you in the room are like, I don't even know what the presence of God smells like. You just wait. You just wait and see. You just wait and see. It's good. I'm believing and declaring that the heavens are open because God said they are. I'm going to worship like his word is true. I'm going to speak like his word is true. I'm going to let my actions fall in line like his word is true. If it is true that Jesus saves, then I want as many people as possible to know it this week. I was passing out flyers this week, inviting people to come to church. My wife, she found out my trick why I can pass out so many. Because I will do whatever it takes. Because, you know, some people don't want flyers. You go to hand them a flyer, like, oh, no, thanks. They don't even know what it is. Like I told you. But what I do is I use Maverick. I put my, put my 20-month-old on my hip, and I walk around to the stranger, and I say, I hand him the flyer, and I say, he wants to give you this. They can't say no. <laughs> they, would, they would take a bag full of trash if he handed it to him. He's just cute, you know. It's just a little, I would do the same. Oh, cute kid, him, I'll take it. Yeah, it's great. Do whatever it takes to speak too soon. Do whatever it takes to get your faith aligned with the word of God. That it says heaven is open and that it is open.